Today's episode is sponsored by Selena's Mexican Restaurant and Taqueria in Rochester, New York. Selena's is celebrating our 25th year in Rochester, and we are proud to continue offering fresh-made, Mexican-inspired recipes that are affordable and served by Rochester's best. Check out our event space for private occasions, as well as our catering menu for groups of 10 to 2,000. Looking for something different to do? Selena's hosts monthly tequila tasting classes, as well as corporate team-building seminars. Check out the website to learn more, selena's.com. S-A-L-E-N-A-S dot com. Hey, y'all. I'm Erica Sorbello, and I'm the owner as well as the stylist at Gallery Salon, located at 4 Elton Street in the neighborhood of the Arts in Rochester, New York. We specialize in everything from lived-in hair color to vivid creations, haircuts, wedding hair and makeup, structured manicures, gel extensions, and the best nail art in the city. We work closely with Rochester artists and makers to carry an array of handmade goodies for you to shop from. Gallery Salon is proud to offer gender-neutral pricing, and we are a certified LBGTQ plus safe zone. Our space and staff are welcoming and down-to-earth. We know you'll be comfortable to come as you are and celebrate your individuality at Gallery Salon. You can find us at galleryhair.com and Facebook or Instagram. Give us a call at 585-271-8340. Or better yet, swing by and meet us and see what we're about. Gallery Salon, located at 4 Elton Street in the neighborhood of the Arts in Rochester, New York. Jazzcast Pros. Hey ladies, do you own your own business or are you considering starting your own? Are you craving connection and are ready to feel seen? It's time to get real about what it takes to make it as a woman business owner. My name is Kelly Bush. And I'm Kelly Metris. And we're the hosts of Getting Real with Bossy, the podcast that unites and educates women business owners through real, raw, and honest conversations. Today's episode is with Asa Schutz, and they're going to share their story and how to keep going when your life is falling apart. Yeah, she's got a really inspiring story, and I hope you like it. All right, welcome to the Bossy Podcast. This is our first experience uh, with multiple people in different spaces. This is Kelly Metris, and Kelly Bush is on a speakerphone. Yeah, I am in Hudson, beautiful Hudson, New York. I can actually see the Hudson River from my from my hotel room right now, so it's very cool. And in the room with us, we also have Erica Sorbello and Jordan Betts. Hey. Hi, folks. Hi, ladies. Hello, bossies. We hope you've been having success in whatever you've got on your to-do list this week. How are you doing with your to-do list? I am not doing well. <laughs> Me neither. Yeah, no, this is not a good week. We're gonna we're gonna get shit done next week. Yes, we're pushing it all off to next week. I am failing at my to do list. I, every time I cross something off, I think three things come on, and then I remember four things that I didn't put on. So I'm always seven steps behind, apparently. But I feel like next week's gonna be a little bit better. We've got a bunch of events coming up, and as soon as they're done, I can focus on being focused again. If that makes sense. Asa talks about finding positivity in moments of distress. Yes. And I think maybe we can do more of that. And sometimes it's okay if we haven't gotten our shit done because we have to address our lives. Right. And I think that's what people don't understand when you're a business owner, your life, your life happens right alongside. They exist at the same moment always. All right. So Asa, Welcome to the Bossy Podcast. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. My name's Asa Schutz. I own Schutz Productions and a brand called Shutter and Splice. 
And we do photo and video for most all of your imaging needs from weddings and newborns to corporate events and advertising. And you can find us online at either shutsproductions.com or shutterandsplice.com. Can we specify that there is no C in shuts? Oh, yes. There is no C in shuts. It's S-H-U-T-T-S. I don't grow apples. But I mean, it's only for those of you from Rochester. <laughs> right. For those of you that know shoots apple farms. Listen, one of the bridesmaids in my wedding thought that I was getting married to the son of shoots apple farms. Really? I'm like. And she thought she was getting donuts for life. Yeah, right? I mean, I want donuts for life, but <laughs> wrong spelling. I can't even fake it. All right, shuts. S H U T T S. Productions.com for all the goods. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so is this something you always wanted to do, photography or? So growing up, my grandparents had this really awesome basement. My grandfather and my grandmother were both pilots. And my grandfather built this. Wait, can you say that again? <laughs> sure. Were both pilots? Yeah, yeah. My grandparents That's were amazing. both pilots. Um, oh my gosh. My grandma just passed away last year at the age of 99, like two weeks from her 100th birthday. But she raced airplanes what? across the country like for years and years and years. And she'd win these, these races. Mm -hmm. And it was pretty cool. So, so you come from a long line of bossy women as well. I mean, right? you know, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I was going to say, I can see the genetics. Yeah. I think it is in our genes, right? It's got to be. Absolutely. But my grandfather had a dark room in his basement, and he had all of these, like, cabinets and drawers full of all these black and white images from whatever. A lot of them of him in the plains, a lot of, like, his family, a lot of my mom, a lot of my uncle and my aunt. And I would just spend hours in this basement flipping through old black and white photos. And that was, like... I mean, I don't even know how young, probably eight, nine. And I just spent hours down there looking at all of these little four by four photos. And I just, I loved it. When I went to college, I went to RIT for photo in 1995. <laughs> <laughs> and at that time it was still film. And if we hadn't gone digital yet, um, I had an awful experience there and left college and didn't go back for photography, finished out at Brockport doing sculpture, but never stopped doing photography. And then fast forward, you know, 20 years, I met my husband and he was a live news op for news stations in Rochester. And we kind of started doing video projects together. And then I started our business when I quit my full-time job to quote unquote, stay home with the baby. And it took off from there. And that was about 10 years ago. And I added photo back in because that's what I really loved was photo. And I've been doing it full time ever since. What's your favorite thing that you photographed? All of these really interesting twists and changes came during COVID. And one of my favorites and probably, I mean, I've shot destination weddings throughout the country. We've, we've done Colorado, we've done Mexico, we've done Canada, we've done Seattle, but COVID brought the best one. And I had this couple who I absolutely love and the, they live in Chicago. 
His parents live in Batavia. They were going to get married in Buffalo with like 400 guests at a hotel. It was going to be a massive, huge wedding. COVID hits. They get told by New York State that they can't have more than 50 people at their wedding. And here's all the regulations that have to go with that. And they're like, fuck it. If we are going to be limited like that and we can't have this 400 person wedding that we wanted then why would we even go to Buffalo and do it? So what are we going to do? And they're like, well, we can do it in Chicago where we live. We can do it at um, Matt's house in Batavia, right? His parents' house in Batavia. Or we could just do it where we're going to honeymoon, which is on this horse ranch in Wyoming. Hey, Asa, would you mind if we flew you to Wyoming, you and Ben, <laughs> to shoot on this gorgeous horse ranch next to the Teton Mountains. What? And so, I mean, of course I said no. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, why would I do Who that? the hell wants to look at a bunch of ugly mountains? Can I learn how to be a second really quick? <laughs> right? Time? Exactly. So all three of my children were out of school. My husband was like remote working. He works full time, but he'll second shoot for me. And we said, well, fuck it. Let's just fly everybody to Wyoming. And so we took a week and we took the kids and I mean, they're on remote school anyway, so they can just do that from a hotel room and in, you know, Jackson Hole. And we flew to Wyoming and we turned it into a family vacation and we did the wedding and the first weekend. And then we spent a week with the kids in Yellowstone and it was epic. And man, I love the photographs that I took from that wedding. They're just so beautiful. Just so beautiful. That's amazing. Yeah. You know, COVID twists, man. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You learn to roll with them and they can bring some pretty awesome shit. Oh, that wonderful C word. Mm -hmm. As a woman, I didn't think that there would be a better C word. (laughs) (laughs) Right? That's amazing. What kind of video were you guys doing at the beginning? Mostly we were doing weddings for friends. You know, we were just doing it to do it for people. And then I was like, you know what? I bet we could make some money doing this and started really small. And then people would start asking for different video work. And that grew into doing events for nonprofits and um, commercial work for nonprofits. And that's really what I love the most is doing video work for nonprofit organizations in the Rochester area. That's really where my heart is. Um, The weddings are fun, but... My heart screams nonprofit. Do you have a favorite video experience? This is actually another another COVID story, which is funny because I've been shooting for a lot longer than COVID. But the fact that we weren't doing in-person live events anymore, and all of a sudden these Rochester-based companies needed live quote-unquote event videos to do their yearly events, right? But they couldn't be in person. So they were reaching out to us to produce these longer form videos that they could play for remote, you know, virtual meeting type of stuff. And that's how I started getting involved with a lot of really cool not-for-profits in Rochester. And I think probably my favorite to date is working with Rochester Area Community Foundation to produce their annual awards it was it was usually an in-person huge gala and mm-hmm. they couldn't do it in person and the people i met through that organization just blow my mind the amount of money and the amount of heart that they're putting into the hands of people that really really are doing amazing things with it just is 
inspiring. So something like that event, which I've been to before and it's so great. What is the process after the event? Like how long does it take? What do you need to do before the final product is out? So for a virtual event like that, it's a lot of planning and production work. You know, there isn't a singular event that you just show up to for a couple of hours and record video of and then edit it and put it out. The work that we did for that involved like scene sketching and and um, storyboard planning and how to like create a hook for for the people that were watching, you know, because it was a new frontier for people. So so there was a lot of pre-planning that went into producing that video. You know, we created a, a little storyline about one of the presenters showing up at their usual spot to like do their presentation, but the room ended up being empty. And, you know, how do you creatively shoot that? And, you know, how do you make it funny and make people feel like, oh yeah, COVID and all the little things that went into that. So so more the pre-production for that was more daunting. The end piece was actually pretty simple to put together because we had the whole plan. When events are happening in real time and you're there for a couple of hours, it's the back end ends up being a lot longer, um, the video work, because you got to go through all this B-roll and, and figure out which B-roll tells the story and which you don't need and, and putting together, you know, even a, a two to three minute end product takes hours and hours and hours on the back end of just looking through, you know, two hours of, of video work and deciding, you know, somebody talked for 45 minutes. Well, where are the 10 seconds that made the most sense of what they said to use in the video? And did they stutter when they did it? Because if they started when they did it, you got to find something else. Right. So, yeah, I asked that because I think especially with professions like yours, people don't understand, like, why are you charging this rate? I can take pictures on my phone. Oh, I can make yeah. a video. People just don't understand. And we, I think, you know, Kelly and I get that a little bit in our professions. Like, we're just making food. I'm like, but do you know, like, all the things that I have to pay for that go into this? And right. the, the staff, like, people just, I think, don't understand. I loop that into the yeah, you know, nices and stuff. That's funny that you mentioned it because just earlier today I was looking at, um, I don't know, one of the social media platforms and somebody had put up, like, the crap bullshit of McDonald's and how much money the the corporations make versus how much money they're paying their workers. And they were like, well, this is how much hamburger meat costs. And this is how much they pay their workers. So they've got, you know, they've got this much left over that they're paying themselves. And it's like, well, you didn't take into account the management or the the maintenance on the building. You didn't take into account the all the people that are, yeah, the insurance, all the stuff that they're working to keep the executives going and and it's specifically like, in mcdonald's it's franchise fees yeah I a lot about the mcdonald's setup and it is very expensive yeah to start a mcdonald's absolutely so i think the average person gets a little bit of it you know they're thinking how do you pay the workers how do you pay the thing but they don't think about the fact that one of my video camera bodies is $6,500 before I put a lens on it. And then I've got three of those bodies at the event. So if I'm walking into your event with $50,000 worth of gear, that's just the equipment I'm using. Like that's before I've paid myself. So realizing that the costs, you know, of business are equal to what you have to charge if you want to make more than seven bucks an hour. And having the eye, not all of us can take a good picture. (laughs) 
Oh, yeah. I mean, I think I'm incredible in the moment. And then I look at them and go, well, that's garbage. What (laughs) have I just done? What are the editing software? Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, every, all the companies have moved to subscription-based models. So you can't even just buy editing software and have it on your computer as a one-time cost. You're paying, you know, 50 bucks a month to Adobe just to, just to be able to edit. They don't even do any of the work for you, you know, like they just create the tool for you to do the work. And lighting. Oh, there's just so many things. Yeah. If you're going to have like nice pictures. I mean, if we're just going to share them to Facebook, it's one thing, but if you actually want pictures, you can print and blow up and do nice things with. Yeah. Yeah. Even my wedding photos. I mean, now because I didn't save them appropriately, they're like pixelated. Yeah. You can't get that resolution back once you've done it. Yeah. So um, I'm hearing you need a do-over I know, or a I refresher. Um, well, I yeah. know who my photographer's going to be. You did my adoption. There so. it is. <laughs> I've already yeah, tested vow renewal. <laughs> My name is Christina Julian. I own Sense by Design. We're a pour-your-own candle and custom fragrance bar located right on University Ave in the neighborhood of the arts. So what do you like about Bossy? I really like that Bossy is a really inclusive, open space. I feel comfortable talking about what I'm dealing with in my business and asking for advice, and and it just feels really authentic and real. I don't know, I think there's a lot of networking groups and there's a lot of options for where you can spend your time as a business owner, and I think that Bossy is one that I really get a lot out of. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're welcome, thank you. All right, I want to ask you a personal question. Is that okay? Yeah, please. One of the things that we often get as business owners is the, oh, it's so nice. You're your own boss and you get to make your own schedule and you can do shit whenever you want and blah, blah, blah. We call those the must be nicers. Must be nicers, yes. Um, And there are plenty of benefits, which is why we keep doing it and why we don't quit and go back to a nine to five or a corporation. Mm -hmm. We don't have to get into specifics, but I happen to know that your personal life is a shit show right now. Has had quite <laughs> a lot of surprises lately, and they seem to be kind of piled up and back to back. And honestly, just getting through like one of those with running your own business would be a lot for most of us. But having multiple, how would you describe running your business while handling all of the things you've been handling? Yeah. So when the weird string of really traumatic have to deal with personal events started happening. It was back in March. And luckily for me, March is kind of my slowest part of the year. Um, Corporations are just starting to need to do work because their budgets are setting over. Weddings haven't really gotten under full swing. You know, people don't want spring portraits taken because it's still snow on the ground. So that was a slower part and I was able to just kind of email all my people and be like, hey, it's going to take me an extra week because, you know, I've got this going on. And then April was traumatic. Another, like it was every 30 days, this random, unexpected, big thing to deal with was happening. And I lost a full week there. And Really, the ability to work around the clock when I needed to, you know, was important. I'd spend time 
with myself as I needed to. And then business might happen at, at midnight, you know, or 11 p.m. Or, or whenever it could fit. If it was important, it got done. If it wasn't important, it got put to the side. And, um, and it's nice to be able to do that, you know. I mean, but I don't have the benefit of taking, like, family leave where I get, you know, X amount of weeks to just go home and be with myself. So it was, it's, it's really hard to juggle the needs of running a business and keeping it afloat because let's face it, I'm a sole proprietor. I'm not, I don't have employees who can get my back. I don't have, you know, nobody else is going to check off the tasks on the to-do list. So they still have to get done because nobody's giving me a break. So having to balance that and still having to do that while at the same time mourning and dealing with, unfortunately, it's slowed. So my dad passed in April um, and in March, my son was diagnosed with this super rare genetic disorder that was causing him to fall a lot. And it was really scary and a safety problem and like still trying to find the time to like mourn my dad while still being like, and I've got to get this email sent out to this person. And oh, did I even ever invoice that other person for this job I did two weeks ago? It was just a lot. And it slowed down my ability to mourn my dad in the way that I really want to. And then boom, a month later was another tragedy. Uh, You know, my other son was involved in a horrendous car accident and broke his neck. And like, I still wasn't dealing with, with, you know, I still hadn't had a chance to fully mourn my dad. And, but now it's, now we're working into wedding season and it's like, you gotta keep going. You have these contracts that have been on the books for a year and you can't say, sorry, I'm not showing up to your wedding. These people entrusted me with that. And I, and I respect that. And I am so grateful for that trust that you just dig in and find a way to keep going. But you don't get, you know, a couple of weeks off of bereavement and, a you know, family leave time and, and all these things that like the normal nine to five would give you. But I am working from home now because of COVID. And so work could happen when time allowed. And so I put a lot of weight on my my assistant editor slash second shooter who had just moved last year to California, but he was still doing some, some editing for me. And I've just leaned more on him and he's, and it's great because he's in San Fran and struggling for work. And so he's more than happy to pick up some stuff, which has given me some time to be able to deal with all this craziness that just seems to not stop from happening. When you talk about, you've got like, you've got a wedding to shoot, but you're dealing with whatever at home. And people think, oh, it's a few hours. Just get through it. Like you buck it's off and you get through hours. it. It's 12 hours. It's 12 hours just to be there. It's the day before to charge the batteries. It's up until four o'clock to import all the footage and make sure it's backed up so you don't lose anything. It's it's never just a couple of hours. And how much does the editing time? Oh, hours and hours and hours and hours and more hours. Can right. we mm-hmm. ask that again just in case I didn't yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, let me just hop in here and ask you how, how many hours is the editing? And that's the thing that I just know from my sister being a photographer and people giving so much attitude about certain things. When you break it down and you say $2,500 for a six hours thing, it's actually not a six hour thing. It's actually more like a 24 hour thing. And so to kind of explain 
that breakdown a little bit more because it also has to do with that being okay with saying okay and being okay with leaning in on your network. Yeah. And it's okay to do that, um, especially because as a business owner yourself too, but like, thank you for being so vulnerable. But that's something that we all have to give ourselves permission for is that we're allowed to have these things just because we don't get the two weeks of paid bereavement leave. Yeah. We still deserve that. Oh, absolutely. And we still yeah. need that. Yep. So thank you for putting that out there. Oh, absolutely. It's so important. And I still, unfortunately, like the one weekend that I had like blocked off to like be with myself kind of and celebrate my dad and mourn so him and be with your him. Morning? I scheduled my morning, you know, it, it happened to fall within this same time that I was going to be, you know, I had saved this, this time for myself for six months because my friend was doing this awesome women's retreat where we were going to walk on fire. And it's like, mm-hmm. my dad would have totally dug that. Right. And then like, I specifically went there alone I planned on sleeping in my tent by myself. It was like, it was yoga and meditation and walking on fire. <laughs> and and it was it was the weekend that I needed for myself. And in the middle of that weekend was when my son got into the accident and I was pulled out of that weekend to go deal with this next tragedy. So I still, I still have to replan <laughs> a night to, yeah, just go sleep in the woods and be by myself. You have and four just... hours next Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe next March. You just don't plan yeah. anything for yeah. next March. You have next right. March. Next yeah. March. Yeah, next March. It's your quiet time. Don't right. take anything. Right, right. Mourn dad. I mean, in we, March. we laugh, but that's how it is. I mean, there's things I'm scheduling out for a good six months from now just to take time by myself. Yeah, and you you have to do that. You have to be able to to plan for that. And I think that's something unique to business owners. You know, they they have to like they have to plan me time because if they don't, it'll get filled in with to do time or client time or somebody else wants something from you time or family time or kids time. You know, whatever it might look like, if you don't schedule it for yourself, it oftentimes doesn't happen. So literally putting it in the books is the only way I've found to actually get it to happen. In your situation, that's awful. I'm so sorry to hear that. Yeah, but you know what? that's not something you can handle in the books. Right. That three hours that you have by yourself is not necessarily the three hours that you're going to be in the headspace yeah. And, deal with and figuring this. out like ways to still be positive and still like move forward. I have a lot of things to be really grateful with, with all of these things that have happened. Right. Like my son now knows and has a diagnosis for what's going on with him. He doesn't feel like it's all in his head anymore. There happens to be a medication that helps with it. It's going to be a lifelong thing and it's going to be debilitating for him for his life, but it's manageable and it's like somewhat treatable. And, and so we're grateful for that. It could have been so much worse. And I thought it was so much worse for a couple of days. Um, you know, my dad, he was suffering and he was hurting and he was tired and he wasn't living the life he wanted to be living. And, but he died in his home and on his own terms and he wasn't in a hospital and he wasn't, you know, my brother got there and he wasn't alone. Like there's things to be grateful for that. Right. My son broke his freaking neck but he's not paralyzed and he's going to walk again. Like there's all of these awful tragedies that just keep happening to me. Like there's so many like lights inside them. And I think that's a lot of even how business works, right? As entrepreneurs, there's all this shit, right? It's like, 
the books and the insurance and the figuring out why so-and-so takes every Wednesday off when they said that they could work it (laughs) and finding like the reasons why it's good and the reason to keep going is so worth the bullshit of being an entrepreneur, right? Like you got to look for those silver linings or you're, you're not going to be open next year. You're just not going to be able to be. You have to have a different kind of grit yeah. to do it because you need to, because there's shit in life no matter what you do and how you deal with it. Yeah. But there's a different kind of grit to be able to keep moving forward and multitask mm-hmm. your emotions and work yeah. and you can't just call in sick. You know, I had three weddings in one weekend, two weeks after my dad died. And I've never done three weddings in a weekend. And one of them was because I was hired two weeks. Like I was on the phone with this client when I got the call about my dad. And it was like her wedding was in two weeks and her photographer had backed out and she was helpless. And she was like friends with other clients of mine that I dearly love. And of course, I'm going to take your wedding, right? Like but it meant there were three three weddings in a weekend and that was a lot. And the first wedding I shot after my dad passed was a wedding for a family who I, I love dearly. I shot their, um, I shot the sister's wedding and then this was another sister's wedding and their dad had passed. So there wasn't that father-daughter dance, right? Mm. And I don't think about that, right? And there was a mother-daughter dance and that was wonderful and it was beautiful, right? But that Saturday... Don't you know that freaking father of the bride reminded me of my dad so much. And here I am trying to like separate personal from from business while I'm standing here shooting this this father daughter dance. And it's just like breaking me. But you just find a way to keep going. Right. And you just you do. Right. As business owners, we just do. And. It's when we stop wanting to do that we close shop. And and that's okay too, because there's a lot of people that that close up shop and they just get to the point where, where the doing isn't fulfilling in the same way. And I think respecting that is huge, right? To like yeah. love yourself that much, to be like, you know what, this isn't fulfilling me in the same way it was. I need I need something new. And I don't think we give, I think we look down upon that. And I think that that's, wow, <laughs> that's a huge thing to be able to gift yeah. yourself is, is the, the willingness to, to close your doors, you know, which is not easy. Oh, okay. Know, right? Where do we go from there? <laughs> okay. So one thing, I don't want to talk about this anymore. It's making me sad. Um, you're amazing. Thank you so much. One thing I think became really apparent during COVID and the sharing of information, is there any network beyond obviously what Bossy provides that you can go to for your profession? Like we have the New York State Restaurant Association. We get a lot of information. There's a lot of different trade organizations. Is there one for what you do? There are online Facebook groups that are like kind of networking and a lot of it's photography, you know, and photographers Mm -hmm. and videographers. And, but mostly what comes through those is like, Hey, I need a second shooter who's available for these dates or, Hey, I want to know what you guys think of the Sigma 16 millimeter lens or, 
You know, it's not the type of connection that I find with bossy. There is nothing like bossy that I've found that's just free love and support and rejuvenation. The rejuvenation I get out of a cocktail hour, there is nothing like it. I can walk in there completely broken and leave feeling like I could own the world. I still am surprised you came last time. I did not expect to I know. I needed it, though. Like, I needed it. I needed to be around other women who are having the same kind of struggles, you know? They're, like, that shared realization that shit ain't easy, you know? And and the willingness and the want to... Ugh. What's what's the woman's name from Island Raps? Pat. 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 Oh, my God. When she stood up and spoke, I was like, I, I needed you. That's who I needed tonight. I don't know you from Pete. But everything that you just said just spoke to my heart, and now I feel okay. And I can, you know, leave tonight and, and feel like it was all worth that two hours of walking away from the shit show that was my house. I often feel the same way. It's so hard to get there sometimes. It's just another thing on your to-do list. and. But once you're there, uh, it's like such, it's so relieving and so rejuvenating. Asa, I love you. I love you too, Jordan. Join us October 16th through the 19th in Geneva for our Bossy Build and Balance Retreat. We are filling each day with seminars and activities to promote self and business health. Allowing time to rejuvenate and build your business. Go to bossyrock.com to sign up for our email list and stay up to date on offerings and opportunities. Follow us at Bossy Rock. Be bold, be bossy. See you in Geneva. I belong to Bossy because it is a community of women of all entrepreneurial levels, supporting, encouraging, stretching, correcting, and loving each other so that we can be the best versions of ourselves to be successful business owners in our community. As a woman of color, it is important that there be inclusivity and respect of people's cultures and the differences between us, and that's what you get with Bossy. I have seen the women of Bossy encourage and support and rally around a member who has been in the group one day the exact way that they have for a member who has been in the group for years. And that's important for people to come in and feel loved, welcomed, and appreciated for who they are, where they are. Any advice for people who are looking to change careers or start their career out as a photographer or videographer? Don't do it. No. Um, <laughs> After don't you, do it. You better. You better be tenacious. You better be willing to work two jobs and be be hungry. And you better know what you're doing because if you don't, if you're not a photographer and you're not trained in that and you don't have the education to back that up, there are a million other photographers that have a digital camera and are charging half as much as they should to shoot whatever it is you're hiring them for. And if you can't shoot things better than they can, um, you're going to burn out real quick. And if you can't, command the kind of prices that'll actually feed your family and pay your bills, it's not going to be worth it. So have an education, be, be a really good photographer before you become a business owner, because 
Otherwise, you're going to be a medium-sized fish in a medium-sized pond with 150 million minnows all fighting over the same food. Right. Yeah, because we always say bad news travels much faster than good news. So. Yeah. so would you suggest working for someone first, finding somebody who kind of does the stuff that you want to do and then maybe trying to work for them first? I mean, I didn't go that route, so I don't think I have any, like, I don't have experience with that. <laughs> like, I'm the one that was like... I've got a couple of years of photography. I've been shooting for, for 20 years. My husband knows video. He's been shooting in the business for 20 years. I think we should just open up a business and just go for it, right? And it it was sheer tenacity that I'm still in business 10 years later. Because if it wasn't without my like willingness to never give up and willingness not to, to pigeonhole myself into one thing, right? A lot of people are like, I'm, I'm a wedding photographer. I'm, I'm a portrait photographer. I, I only do real estate. Uh, you know, like our market is oversaturated with photographers in every genre. And so the thing that's kept me in business is the fact that I can do photo, I can do video, I can do corporate, I can do personal. And the only thing I don't touch his boudoir and that's just because I think it's 1980s silly and every time somebody says boudoir I think of feather boas and blue eyeshadow but that's just me like there's awesome boudoir photographers out there that are stepping it up to the next level and making women feel gorgeous and that's great you should hire them <laughs> well I mean, that's a specific personality like as a photographer you have to really love what you're doing oh, yeah. and be ready to dive in because you're so What's the word I'm looking for? Like self-conscious. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you're, yeah, looking, yeah. You're, you're so... There's vulnerabilities vulnerable. there that... I mean, I have shot... I have shot really fun, awesome nude photography sessions, but they're very specific. They're not sensual, right? Like I had a... Um, I had a couple come to me. They were a, a wedding couple of mine and they were like, listen, we're never going to be in as good a shape as we are right now. And we want nudes of ourselves." And I was like, all right, we'll do it. But listen, you have to learn acro yoga because I'm not just going to like shoot private photos of you guys being weird. So That's- figure I don't care what poses you come up with. But you need to come up with five distinct poses that awesome. that you guys work together to create, and that's what we're gonna shoot. Can and you see these photos? Hell yeah! I've got I've got some of them on my phone. I'll show you. I'll show you. <laughs> they're they're and they're awesome. And those guys are in amazing shape. And it and it was cool. It's it's. I love that. That was you know? your answer. Yeah. Like I'll do it, but you have to do X Y Z first and come back when you're ready. Right. 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 <laughs> I've done, so I have done boudoir for friends. Um, two boudoir sessions, I would say. One was for my friend, my very, very close friend, whose husband was selling his truck and really, really upset that he had to sell this like <laughs> 1980s Chevy. I don't even know, remember what the truck was. But we straight up went to Ellison Park and she did all these sexy poses all over the truck. <laughs> oh, that was so like cool. her way of saying to her husband, I'm really sorry, you gotta get rid of your truck. That's Here's some funny. sexy photos of your truck. And then I did another one for a close friend of mine who had breast cancer. And we did the shoot on Mother's Day. 
And I'm really, really glad we did because that Thursday they took both her breasts and she wasn't expecting it. She thought that she was going to have more time with them. And oh, so wow. if we hadn't done that shoot, she she wouldn't have a way. I mean, I don't know. Do we take cell phones of our boobs? Not Maybe usually. sometimes. Not usually. Only if you're trying to pick out lip gloss shades. <laughs> right. You yeah. guys, I straight up did that in the store the other day. I was like, looking down my shirt to see if I can see. I'm like, oh, I think I'm this. Okay, so for for those of you who do not know, I made an announcement, this is Erica, that I saw the perfect way to pick out a lip gloss or a lipstick for your skin tone specifically is to match your areola to (laughs) a lip color. And it's amazing. And since then, I have had people come to me and say, I've I've taken pictures of my breasts and or have looked at them in the stores. (laughs) And I feel so proud that I shared that information. I I sure as shit did that the other day when I was, I had to buy a specific lip color for Echo for her dance recital, right? And I'm like, (laughs) wait, wait, share who Echo is. Oh, Echo is my eight-year-old daughter. (laughs) And so I'm in the store and like lipsticks were like, buy one, get one. And I was like, oh, well, and I just pulled out my shirt and started trying to like, see my Ariel. I was like, thank you, Erica. You're welcome. The tidbits of information. Yeah. Well, on that But I note, should have taken a photo. It would have been a lot yeah, easier. I think it's I mean, you are a photographer. <laughs> I would like to take a moment to wish Asa a happy birthday. Yay! 45. I was going to say we didn't have to say how old, but whatever. 45 minus 18. Why minus 18? I don't know. Why not? Okay. I like to to just stick with 30. I'm like, 30 plus 14. All right. Hell with that, man. Celebrate that you're getting older and you're wiser. I don't mind. Listen, you couldn't pay me enough to go back and be 20 again. Hell no. Nope. I am fine. I am fine way. at 40s. I'll be fine mm-hmm. at 50s. I'll probably be a little more saggy at 60s, but that's all right. Not years. Like COVID, I felt like I just lost. Yeah. I'm like, how yeah. did I turn 44? Because I was just 41. Right. Like, I just want to know that I'm in that year. Right. <laughs> like, to not have that happen again. That's mm-hmm. all. Yeah. I don't mind aging. Yeah. No, I don't mind aging at all. Bring it. So, happy birthday, Asa. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Yeah. Thank you so much. And thank you for sharing everything. That was incredible. All right. Thank you, Asa. Thank you. I love Asa's tenacity and her positive outlook. How she keeps going, it's really, it's something I'm going to try and keep in my mind when I've got these little things that keep coming up. Like, yeah, to just keep going. And even if you're not in Rochester, you can follow Bossy on our public pages. On social, you can find us at Bossy Rock, B-O-S-S-Y-R-O-C. And let us know if you've experienced anything like this and how you overcame it. Yeah, we'd love to hear your story, so please reach out. Well, tune in next time for Getting Real with Bossy. We are excited to share another story with you, and we hope you like it. All right, Bossies, thank you for listening. Now subscribe, get out there, be bold, be brave, and be the boss. This podcast has been brought to you by Gallery Salon, where beauty and art collide. You can find out more at galleryhair.com. Live
love it, love it, lime it. With Selena's Mexican Restaurant at the Village Gate. Come for the food, stay for the fun. Become a part of Selena's family. Selena's offers daily specials, happy hour at the bar, and catering, plus dietary menus for celiac, vegan, and vegetarian guests. Find out more at selenas.com, S-A-L-E-N-A-S.com. Hi, I'm Kelly Bush, and I own Marshall Street Bar and Grill. Whether you're out celebrating with friends or looking for a catered event, Marshall Street is your number one choice. With board games, pool, darts, pinball, and three large screen projectors, you'll never run out of things to do. Check out our huge menu with over 60 items, including vegan and vegetarian food, 18 taps, unique spirits, and great daily specials. We've got something for everyone. Come see old friends or make new ones at Marshall Street Bar and Grill. You always have a home at Marshall Street.